Welcome to FFC Top 3, a show where we, your FFC hosts, count things down from three to number one. Thank you for joining us this week. If you have a suggestion, you know where to hit us up at Twitter, Discord, at gmail.com for Focus Fire Chat. This week, we're actually, it's we've been a few weeks, but this week we're actually discussing our top three people that inspire or motivate us to be better. So that being said, it's a fairly uncontroversial one. There's not a whole lot of like sandwiches showing up randomly or anything like that. And if you were just in live chat with us, we actually had a long lost host show up for just a hot minute there. Justin popped into chat and said hi, and he's excited about next week's top three. So we might get him on there for that. But this week, we have a special guest in that we have our resident Halo lore galore, Mr. Pins Halo. And Pins, I'm actually going to have you go first for us. So okay. what is your number three? Well, um, <clears throat> it's, not a mo- it's not really a person, but it's actually a, uh, the movie The Longest Day, uh, mm-hmm. which, is, um, which at the time was it, it had all the big names in it. John Wayne, Robert Mitchum. Um, and whatnot, and the reason that is is because it actually started my uh, interest in joining the military, which I eventually did. So uh, that I caught that movie on a Sunday afternoon one time on TV, and uh, yeah, I was I was hooked. <laughs> so uh, that's one that probably that's what I always point back to whenever um, people ask how I got started enjoying them, an interest in joining the military, and that one was it. Okay, so it's just the it led you into kind of wanting to to serve. Yeah. I mean, the, the whole thing of D-Day and, and you know, that whole thing of, um, <clears throat> the, I think the, the, the phrase was uncommon valor was a common virtue. Mm-hmm. Kind of fits it. Just, you know, a massive undertaking. And, uh, and you know, from uh, Canadians, British, you know, the French that were involved, the U.S. troops, of course, paratroopers, all that story just it had me riveted and i was like okay yeah i want to do that nice. I, I want i want to serve like that mm-hmm. you know so that's kind of where i that's where it came from so yeah it, it's so funny how movies or like music can inspire you to do something different um funny little story i have a really bad habit of after i watch a movie i immediately want to go and act like the Mainly, it's like the heroine of the of the show or whatnot. I want to go act out that kind of lifestyle. Like if it's I don't know, not a movie, but like Xena, I want to go work out and be like the strong person. I don't. Know. Movies are well done. Movies do that, and I like that kind of thing. Blue, what's right. your number three? So fair fair warning, I was not under. I was not aware that it had to be an individual. I thought it was just oh, like I thought it was just like motivational or inspirational things. So okay. I mean, we can mine, switch it to that. None real of mine easily. are people. I'll be the I'll be the odd one out. It's <laughs> okay. totally fine. Right. I mean, I can I can revamp them on the fly if we need to. But um, yeah. so my number Do three, it. my number three is honestly uh, anybody who follows me over on Twitter uh, won't be surprised. But I really like being a pretty prolific reader. One of the biggest things that I find motivates me is uh, just quotes like different different statements from various people there's not like i could i can't really tell you like oh yeah this particular quote is like a hundred percent always my motivation because that's that's you know that's not how that's not how my brain works i guess um 
so like I try to every day just have a quote in the back of my mind and uh, what I've started doing, I think, God, man, it's been two or three years now. Uh, one of the first things I started doing when I really started trying to get more, more active on social media was I started sharing those. And, um, and I, you know, every now and then I'm like, I don't know if people really care about it, but every, it seems like every time I start being like, I don't know if I'm going to keep doing it. Cause I don't want to, I, I, I don't, I, I don't want to pester people, uh, which, you mm-hmm. know, it's kind of, kind of a weird thing because that's kind of what social media is designed to be is a, a constant pestering. I feel like, um, but every time I have kind of started being like, I don't know if I really think this is like helping any, like it, I don't know. Every time without fail, I get messaged by somebody who is like, you know, thanks. Thanks for sharing that. That really helped. And I was like, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, cool. It, it takes yeah. like 30 seconds out of my day. And you know, it, it, if it helps someone else, then I, you know, I don't, I think that's worth it. But, uh, you know, I, I, I find that, the the nice thing and the beauty of quotes is that things have been said multiple times already like there's there's arguably not a lot of original content out there anymore and instead of trying to reword something you know and try to find a clever way it's it's better to kind of you know learn from those who have come before us and i i just really i have always i've always just found that to be the easiest way to kind of express you know, thoughts and, and kind of also try to help guide my mindset. Uh, Mm -hmm. one of the, one of the things is, you know, we, as, as most people know, we're pretty close with the St. 14 guys, or I guess it's project guardian. Um, I think they just went through a revamp of that, but like mental health is a big thing. Uh, I studied, I, I studied psychology for a large part of my educational life. Um, and I deal with a lot of, uh, depression and stuff like that as well, just personally. And so one of the big components of dealing with that successfully is, uh, is actively reshaping how you look at things. Um, you know, it's, it's helping shift your paradigm so that instead of focusing on the negative, you try to focus on the positive and quotes just kind of help, you know, start the day. It's just, it's, it's a way of before the day even starts, it's kind of guiding how the day is going to go. And that Mm -hmm. has over the past, like past a long while, even before I started sharing them online, um, that was a trick that I always do is just, you know, it was just like a daily thing to kind of like, it's, it's, it's not like a daily affirmation, but it kind of is, um, it's just something to kind of help start that, that process of, Hey, no, we're going to focus on this aspect. Um, that's really kind of a lot of my my top three for tonight actually is going to be that kind of concept. Okay. Well, words have so much power, and if especially if they're well put together. So. Yeah. Oh yeah, well, yeah, I mean, and and I like I really I don't know like I, there's just there's so many things out there that are just you know to kind of get awful. a little well there's that but I mean just to go a little cheesy too it's just there's so many things that have been so beautifully said. And if you don't, if you don't like hunt them down and read them, it, they, they will be lost. And, Mm -hmm. you know, if I can, you know, in, in some small way, also part of me is thinking, you know, if I can somehow make some random person be aware of something that they didn't know of before, I think that's kind of also, I think that's important. I think that that will help in the long run too, because if you, if you have an introduction to, you know, like Herodotus or Plato or, 
or uh, Aristotle or, you know, Shakespeare. I don't, I don't do a lot of Shakespeare quotes cause I'm not a huge well, fan of him, but like Shakespeare has some great. Oh um, yeah. Insults. Like my, my, yeah. My insults would be what I would post from right. Shakespeare. My brother actually for, he gets us uh, every year for Christmas, we get desk calendars from him. And that's what he got me this year was the Shakespearean insult calendar. They're so great. Oh my gosh. They're hilarious. Mm-hmm. But, um, and so like, yeah, I mean, I've, I've been, chuckling it, it it brings a it brings a smile like just the play on words is the guy shakespeare is by far a genius like i mean i'm not i'm not saying that but like for like the motivational stuff i just find myself always kind of more and it's not i i really don't fl- i don't um i don't go with like the cheesy you can do it you know like deep uh, i call them demotivators but like the motivational poster thing i don't do that mm-hmm. i i try to kind of I try to have something with some substance in it. Um, like, you know, whether it's like recently there's been, an, I've, I've been on kind of a kick about like the concept of, of justice, legal justice. Um, like, you know, like how, how you should try to be like how a good person should try to be a, a just person. Um, and I, I just find that I get, I get every now and then I'll just get random people who are like, I I really like this. And it's, I have no knowledge of who these people are, but it's, you know, it's something out there. And I'm, my thought is, is like, if I can in some small way, introduce a new person or a person to a new thinker or a new mm-hmm. author, and then that helps them, you know, find, cause books are, books are just like, books are real, real life magic. Right. You know, I think it's uh Carl Sagan, who kind of, or I think it was Sagan who made the comment about like, you know, books are just like portals. They're, they're time travel devices. Yeah. They put you into a different world. And, and they're just that, that is in itself, that is real magic. Like that is something words, words are, you know, depends. You said it, words are, are powerful. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just, I've always felt that. And so that's just something that's kind of a way it's manifested. My number three is actually kind of similar. And I switch mine up on the fly since I'm the odd odd woman out at this point. But uh, you post out your your quotes daily, which I do. I have your uh, Twitter alerted on my phone every morning, and I do get to see those, which is helpful. And I like quotes too. But my thing that I like to uh, tweet out are space images. Yes, because there's yeah. nothing more mm-hmm. humbling in some respects than seeing just the crazy things out in space whether it is like from earth's perspective or from like the hubble telescope or even the um, infrared scopes where they're capturing infrared images i i will admit i kind of cheat i have it set up where it'll auto tweet out from nasa when they post (laughs) something so i'm not actually going out and finding these images but when they do pop up on my timeline i get an alert and i get to go see them as well so i I like seeing them. I know a few people who follow me online enjoy them as well. And it's something that just helps put things in perspective a little bit on how little, how little I am compared to everything else. I mean, I'm a little person in general, but the world is a big place and space even bigger. On I that, still think you could, go for oh, it. Go ahead. Go. No, I was just going to say, I don't think you can go wrong with any image from NASA because they're all... Mm-hmm. There's a, frankly, there's a reason that there is a huge subreddit dedicated to that, that, mm-hmm. that thing, period. Like there's so many, like there's, and it's one of the more popular subreddits too, because mm-hmm. what a lot of people do is they'll have their phone set to automatically update whenever that subreddit posts a new picture. 
and it the, it does a sim. I think it does a similar thing probably to what you have set up, Green. Mm-hmm. And there's just some. There's some just. Oh my gosh, they're just. Uh, yeah, speechless is the good best way to describe some of them. But there is yeah. actually. Um, oh, yeah. I was gonna say I'm trying. I'm trying really quickly to find it. There is a Twitter account that they take the space crooked cosmos. Have you have you seen this? It's, I haven't. It, okay, no. so it's a it's a concept called glitch art. It's, okay, it's really cool. So what he, what this guy does is he takes pictures from uh, of NASA. He takes pictures from NASA, and then he has an AI. Uh, or an AI or a logarithm oh, wow. that runs and it basically pixel sorts the pictures. Yeah. And so um, I'll share it with chat and then, you know what? I'll actually put them in the show notes for, for this one too. Yeah. But, they're um, really pretty. Oh my God. Well, it's like and brush strokes of space. With yeah. But that the, first one is Oh yeah, well, and like he's been doing it for I think he's been doing it for a couple. Yeah, 2016 was when he started, and I actually this is one of the few accounts on social media that I have specifically set up uh, a a uh, audit Alert. tracker. Audit? Uh, no, I have an audit tracker. Oh really? So every single time he posts a new picture, I have it sent, and I have a link established into a, a Google Drive document. Because mm-hmm. some, I'll be honest, some of these pictures have actually helped with uh, creating banners for Focus Fire. And that makes that sense. It, it like, and it's just it's for if you read like if you if you go back into the history of this particular account, like really far back, he kind of explains like the logarithm concept of what it is, and it's a really, I mean, it's not it's it's not simple, but it's also not like. You know, he's not like breaking the fourth wall or like, you know, doing anything super complicated, but he's taking different pictures of like nebulas and stuff like that. And then he's applying the pixel shaders or like pixel shifts to them. And it's just, yeah. And then so like, yeah, and uh, it's called a uh, glitch art is apparently this, this genre of art and it's all over the place. Like if you start looking for glitch art, apparently it's a, it's apparently a large thing. I have no idea, but like his profile picture is like still one of my favorite ones. But yeah, so yeah, as soon as you as soon as you said that, I was like, I need to make sure I need to make sure I bring this up because this guy mm-hmm. has some he I it's just amazing stuff. It's just there's a reason why it's still fascinating to everybody. The unexplored frontier, the unknown. Anyway. That actually takes us to our number two. So Pens, would you like to kick this one off? Well, sticking on the uh theme of words, it's the poem If by Rudyard Kipling. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I I never had to actually read this in school, but <clears throat> I ended up, can't remember why I picked up a book of poetry and it kind of just was leafing through it. And I came across this one and I read it because um, was it? Yeah. Kipling did on Flanders fields. If yeah. Or in, in, yeah. Um, which is a world war one poem, which is really awesome as well. Um, <clears throat> but I started reading through it and it was just a, it just struck a chord with me, you know, the whole idea of don't let yourself get too high or too low, you know, try to, try to stay balanced. Um, <clears throat> and uh, essentially it's just how to be a good person really. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, like I said, it just, it just struck a chord with me. And uh, you know, there are many times, especially in it, <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. sitting on the phone with a, with a customer about ready to grip his head off. And all I can think of if you can keep your head about, if you can keep your head when all about you are losing, they're blaming it on you. It's like, yeah. If you're in IT, 
that fits. <laughs> nice. I haven't, I need to actually look that poem up because I don't think I've ever read that one. I did poetry reading in high school too, so I had to do a lot of searching. Kipling was not one I looked at. Do you have a link to it real quick or do you want me just kind of dig yeah, where blue on. goes? Nope, got it. Awesome. Thank you. Blue, can you go ahead and do your number two while yeah. I'm reading through? Uh, my number two is actually kind of a toss up. Uh, in general, it's, I, you kind of commented about this before green, but it's music. Uh, I do a lot of just like background music, uh, glitch hop, uh, is one of my big favorites just because the, the sensation that the electronica is usually the genre that I kind of gravitate towards, um, mm-hmm. for no other reason than it, it kind of is, I I've never heard like a sad electronica music. Like it's, that genre is not really designed for that emotion. Like there can be some, there can be some lyrical stuff that's not super happy, but like mm-hmm. the actual music is always got, you know, it's always got that beat. It's always got an uplifting beat. And so that's again, kind of going back to, you know, it just subconsciously kind of helping orient my, my mental state there. Um, nice. The other thing is, the other thing actually is uh talking a little bit again about poetry um is desiderata uh desiderata is a poem that actually the history is not really known at all uh it was basically just found um i think technically i think the the last time i think it was argued is it's from the 1920s uh, by I think it's Max Ehrman, I think is what a lot of people are kind of attributing it to. But a lot of times you'll see it as like, we don't know. Um, but it's it's also a really, uh, desiderata is Latin for desired things. Uh, it's just, uh, it's, it's kind of uh, similar to the poem that Pins was actually talking about. It's it's just talking about like acceptance, like just, just going through life with, with, uh, with a calm calmness like it's not like there's nothing you know i think one of the lines one of the lines is go placidly among amid the noise and the haste and remember what peace there may be in silence uh, as far as possible without surrender beyond good terms with everybody you know it's it's not don't don't sacrifice what you know is to be true but also don't like antagonize people really is what a lot of it is about um and i just it's something that i've no i've read that poem for a long time uh, it's con it's a constant. I have, I have that poem framed in a number of rooms in my house because it's, because I just find that text so kind of soothing to read as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that would be my number two. Nice. I, I don't actually have any poems or necessarily like short text that I find super, super uplifting. I tend to be like long book series that Mm -hmm. I'm like really pumped up to read a lot of times. Like there's a few different book series that I specifically have reread probably six or seven times at this point easily. Um, Beard talked about reading through art of war kind of on a yearly basis. I almost feel like I'm doing that with uh, two different series. Now the uh, Kushel's dart series Mm -hmm. or the Stormlight Chronicles by Brandon Sanderson. Sanderson's one is definitely super motivating and uplifting because he he pulls his characters that have such incredible flaws. And instead of like overcoming, quote unquote, those flaws, he uses those to help shape not only 
the world around them, but also um, be able to utilize those quirks that they have and overcome things in the world, which I think is brilliant because it just shows the inclusion of all of that. Um, As far as my number two, that's just me kind of getting off on a rant. My number two is something my wife has to make me do every once in a while. And then once (laughs) I'm actually doing it, it feels great. And I think that I should do it more often. And then it goes for a while before I have to do it again, Um, which is going hiking or going out and hanging out in nature, whether it's got, I've got my feet in like a mountain stream or hiking through the mountains, hiking in snow, being out in nature where there's lots of trees and kind of that comfort of being out and about. Um, Water is something I specifically crave after a little bit of time. Just sound. Well, not just the sound, like even being in it, like the sound is super soothing. But if I were to just listen to an audio track of water, I get really annoyed because oh, okay. that that doesn't that doesn't do it for me because it's not it's not actually happening. My mother had um, my brothers essentially helped her dig out a pond in our backyard when I was growing up. And the waterfall there was even enough for me to just kind of sit out and watch it and just watch how it moves. It was always soothing that way. So mountain streams, mountain air, mountain hiking. I grew up in Kansas, so this doesn't make any any such a big thing for me, but it is. It is something that really helps my my psyche and kind of decompress and get out of the internet world for a little while because I'm here a lot. But yeah, that's kind of how I felt when Aaron and I went to Sedona. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, such a beautiful city. Weird city. Yeah, Super weird. A little bit. Um, well, I mean, but uh, just where we were, just hearing the wind. The pine, the trees in the uh, in the canyons and whatnot, and watching the light as you watch the sun move, and watching light travel across the red rock. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, <laughs> it's a neat little town. Um, did you get to see? Did you hike up and to see the trees and how they twist? No, we really didn't do that, but we did take a uh, jeep tour into the Coconino National Forest, mm. so we did get to see some of that. That was pretty nice. cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So don't. I don't think I would ever live in Sedona. It's way too warm for my taste, but it's a really pretty area. And if you are traveling through Arizona, that is a nice place to stop because it's not as hot as the majority of Arizona, but there's there's a little bit of that. And there's a lot of art and there's this really neat um, Catholic chapel, actually, that Julie and I went to while we were there. Yep. Uh, chapel on the on the rock, I think, is what it was called. The Chapel of the Red Rocks. It's actually yes. it's actually a uh, it actually is a true chapel. Yeah, uh, and it's 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 beautiful up there. Yeah, it's very pretty. It's very naturally built, unlike um, your typical cathedrals or your typical Catholic churches where you have that kind of that column with mm-hmm. the two alcoves built. It's very much so natural and a lot of natural light and everything is going through it, which is a unique and beautiful experience for and sure. There, and there is the most god-awful looking house just below it. Yeah, there is. <laughs> Obscuring the view because it's just too much money. Yes. I mean, uh, you, when we were there last time, it's like we were talking to somebody. It's like, yeah, that's actually somebody's house. And it's like, who would put that there? And it's like, yeah, a prick. That's who did it. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Well, that actually brings us to our number ones. You ready, Pins? 
Yep. Okay. Here's where I sound like a sap. It's going to be Aaron, my wife. Yay! Um, I've said this a lot, and it's actually a line that was originally used to describe um, for anyone who remembers X Files when it was actually good. Um, it was a, it was a description that uh, David Duchovny said that um, Scully was to Mulder, Scully was Mulder's human credentials, and that's what Aaron is for me. Um, everything changed when I when I met her, uh, and she just makes me want to be better. And uh, I mean, like with any couples, we have our disagreements, we have our arguments, but um, she's amazing, and she puts up with me um quite a bit and and you know when i told her that i was yeah i'm on a podcast you know tonight she kind of looked at me and we went you got school tomorrow what are you going to do it's like, <laughs> you, just kind of <laughs> and, you know she accepts when i yeah she goes it's like okay i'm going to go downstairs she goes fine all right yeah <laughs> but uh no she uh, yeah so uh, it's sappy and whatnot but i she definitely is what helps keep me keeps me getting up in the morning keeps me going so yeah yeah my wife pokes me she's the one that like is pushing me to do things that i wouldn't do myself all the time and she was a, she was actually my sounding board for whenever i was going back and forth about going back to school mm-hmm. uh, family's yeah, she, important oh yeah yeah she was she she played a little bit of devil's ad, advocate and whatnot and kind of challenged me to to make sure this wasn't just something to, to do and I, that I really wanted to do it. So, yeah. Awesome. Blue. Can uh, my, you follow uh, up the wife thing with um, pins? Yeah. Mine is going to be actually kind of similar. It's going to be my family, uh, especially, you know, my wife, my son, uh, because, you know, <clears throat> I think it's a, it's a common, I think it's a common thing for those of us who, who, who have a family or who have someone, you know, special, in their lives to significant other, what have you. Um, I think there's an inherent drive to be better if you're in that type of situation, uh, because you want to generally, you want to give the best, especially with, you know, children. I've, I, I find a lot of my friends who are parents as opposed to my friends who aren't parents. They, if, if you ask them, you know, Hey, what, what makes you do what you do? And, you know, what gives you the strength or the, the, the strength, I guess, to get through like the, the grief of each day, a lot of times they're going to say the kid, like, you know, or the family, uh, because there's an inherent drive to, to give the best, to leave the best, you know, to make the world a better spot for, for that. And I think that, you know, for me, definitely that's a huge reason that I do what I do, you know, throughout the day is because I know that it allows me to give what I can back to my family. And I think, I mean, for me, I don't know, that might be just my personality, but for me, that lets me get the strength to put my head down and deal with a lot of, a lot of grief and a lot of, you know, friction, stress, whatever word you want to use for it, whatever particular sentence enhancer, as I called it earlier in chat, (laughs) um, Mm -hmm. you want to use for it. You know, at the end of the day, Um, sometimes it's just about putting your head down and and getting through it. And I know that's not, I know that's not like super helpful. I know that that's like, that's why I'm not a motivational speaker. Um, Mm -hmm. because my response to a lot of times when people are asking me like, how do you, how do you put up with that? And it's like, I just, I just grit my teeth and get through it. 
like I know it's not I know it's not helpful I know that a lot of people don't have that that mentality as far as like I, I want to call it like pragmatism but it's really just kind of stubbornness um yeah it's probably is a little bit more on the stubborn side where yeah so, yeah I mean you can call me bullheaded and I probably wouldn't be too offended. I'd probably agree with you probably honestly. Um, because for me, it's just a matter of like, I'm like, no, this needs to get done in order for, you know, whatever it is that I'm, that I'm having to do. But I don't know. Yeah. For me, my number one motivator is, is my family. You know, honestly, I think that's for all of us in one way, shape or form. Um, I was talking about Julie a little bit ago and how she encourages me to try different things. Uh, but my number one on top of that is actually somebody who's been passed away and out of my life technically since I was seven. And um, it's my grandmother. My grandmother is somebody who is I learned more about as I got older and was an incredibly strong woman who went through a lot more than I knew at the time. She uh, basically ran away from home, made a lot of mistakes, had my aunt who I found out about when I was in junior high, um, gave my aunt up for adoption, then had my mother and moved to Colorado. And she was basically a single mother in the 60s, which is not an easy thing to do. Yeah, or wasn't. Wow. Yeah. And she Dang. helped helped raise my mom. And then my, my, uh, my papa came into the picture and adopted her and everything. But she was um, not shy. She was a looker. She was a. She was not shy about getting what she wanted and what she needed, and making sure things happened, no matter what it took. And so her story has always kind of helped me. And she died when I was very young, dumb to ovarian cancer, had breast cancer and ovarian cancer. And she was kind of my best friend for those first seven years of my life, and all the way through high school. Every single performance I went out on and did, I kind of. I don't know if I would call it praying, but I'd basically mm-hmm. kind of talk to her and dedicate things to her and kind of still continue to do so and just try to live up to her honoriness and her free spiritedness. <laughs> and I mean, she's, a good thing. she's an important good person. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's an important person. She doesn't take from anybody. And I think that's a wonderful trait to have. So yeah, family is super important. Whether it's your your wife, your immediate family, or um, a loved one who passed a while ago, but that yeah. wraps kind of wraps us up for our top three this week. It's a little bit of a sad one at the ending, and I'm sorry for that. But uh, next week we're going to talk about family again, and Justin helped pick this topic a little bit while he was here earlier, and we're going to talk about our top three favorite family moments or tra- traditions. So. We might have some silly, funny stuff, some really uh, beautiful moments next week, but we will definitely have that family connection and just kind of being close and enjoying that kind of thing with each other. So thank you for joining us for top three this week. I appreciate you. You motivate us to do this kind of crazy podcast thing every single week, whether or not we're doing top three or we're doing the normal show. You guys are some of our motivators. So be good, be kind to yourselves, be kind to others. And remember, everybody loves a list.